Hi there, I'm Katie Churchill, and this is another WCSU interview. Today, we've got Bruce Friedman from Adult Site Broker here with us. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank good. you for joining us all the way from across the seas. Yeah, in the middle, of, ta- the night, in the middle of the night for some of us. <laughs> in Thailand, yes. I appreciate your staying up late for me. Well, you know, I just couldn't resist. Aww. So. Before we get into Adult Site Broker and what you're working on now, can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about how you got into the adult industry? Yeah, you know, one night I I got drugged and and, and dragged away, and before I knew it, I was I was in the business. Um, now, <laughs> that's it was, always how it happens in Thailand, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It is. Have you seen The Hangover? Come on, um, Hangover Two. God, it's one of the best movies. It was it was very well done, and actually one actually a couple of the bars I've been to uh, were were there. Uh, the The machine gun scene was in a, a uh, bar called Tilak. It's in Soy Cowboy in uh, Bangkok that I that I have uh, in the past frequented in my single life and <laughs> during some of my married life, but my wife knows it's okay. Um, so um, how did I get into the business? Was the question okay? I tend to go on tangents, so I apo- I apologize. I, I do that. Maybe I'm a little ADD. I don't know. I have I've never figured. I go that on one. tangents too, so this could turn <laughs> out to be the longest episode. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. I I know when I do my podcast, uh, Adult Site Broker Talk, okay, that's the first plug. Um, (laughs) When I do my podcast, um, you know, it's I tell my guests, talk as long as you want. We have no time limits. I don't like really short interviews. Okay. So just talk and don't feel like you're on, you know, we're watching a clock because we're not. I don't care. Okay. I've had episodes, I've had uh, interviews that are 25 minutes. I've had interviews that are an hour. Yeah. You've so, had some very long ones. Yeah. Oh, you listen. Well, I you're have. the one. You're I, the one. You're I the do, one. I do my research. <laughs> oh, good girl. Good girl. I'd like, I'd like to say I did, I did more research on this, but that's okay. I certainly know your company and I, I, um, uh, know your founder and um yeah it's something that i've known for a long time and it's a great company and a great service for the uh the webcam industry Thank um you. so oh you're welcome no i call them as i see them um so um i it's <laughs> kind of a funny story um when i first started visiting thailand okay um as a single man um it's <laughs> kind of embarrassing, but I'll say it anyway. I used to take pictures of uh, <clears throat> friends I've met on the way. Should you use your imagination or do you want me to spell it out? No, that's we're good. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. And I would always come back to um, the uh, the States. And back then you printed pictures, mm-hmm. okay, from your digital camera. And my friends were always like, oh, show us the pictures, show us the pictures. So I would show them pictures, mm-hmm. and a bunch of them said to me, oh, man, you ought to start a website. I go, a website? Yeah, man, of Asian girls. Oh, a website. Hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. So I looked into it and realized that using these pictures would be 100% illegal <laughs> uh, yep. based on the late grade 2257, which just mm-hmm. passed the other day. Um, at the time we're taping this, I, um, I looked into it and I did everything wrong. I, 
I put up both an Asian site and a Latino site. And uh, <laughs> I did, uh, I put up the site and I bought previous re- release content and I just did everything wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just did everything wrong and it, it failed miserably. Miserably. Okay. And after wasting a good amount of money and being ripped off by a couple of developers, I finally decided to just stop doing that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in the process, I realized there were some services that were needed for the adult industry from going to shows and talking to people. One of the services was marketing because I used to go to a lot of shows, the Phoenix Forum, the Vegas shows, uh, the Florida shows, etc., And I realized that nobody knew how to market. I mean, the marketing was horrific, okay? The banners, I'd look at them and I'd go, what are these people trying to do? So I started a marketing company. And the marketing company did okay, all right. Um, Didn't get rich on it, but I made a little money. But in the process, I had people ask me uh, to do other things. Um, And... One of them I used to give away all the time, and fi- uh, which was general consulting. I would tell people who to talk to for different projects and almost project manage it for them, just short of that. And my attorney finally said, what are you doing? Charge for that. I went, oh, you're right. So that's when Adult Business Consulting was born, adultbusinessconsulting.com, mainly for people who are starting a website uh, or are looking to start a new project, and I'll project manage the whole thing for them and find them good vendors and payments, um, you know, content management systems and, and the like. It's really good, for, especially for people who aren't uh, already in our industry, who aren't already... Um, you know, in the know, because I know how many times I got ripped off and I don't want them to get ripped off. So now 17, 18 years in the business, it's probably 18. I just haven't counted. I don't have the heart. I won't say I know everybody, but I know a lot of people. And when I need somebody I don't know, I know who to ask. Okay. So it works out really well. Now, adult site broker came about a similar way, I was talking to this guy, and he had a string of small uh, gay affiliate programs. And he said, we were talking about marketing. He goes, you know what, Bruce? I just want to sell this sucker. That's good. He goes, can you help me? And I thought for about five seconds, and I went, yeah, I think I can. I know most of the people in the gay space. Of course, again, I did everything wrong, didn't get a contract. Um (laughs) You know, uh, asked for a certain commission, got half of it. But by three weeks, I made, I don't know, it was like a $30,000 commission. I go, you know, there's money here. So I started Adult Site Broker. It's been a good dozen years. Started dealing with people and trying it. It's almost like a matchmaking service. You know, you got people who want to buy websites, get people who want to sell websites. And my job is to... uh, marry them happily. It's worked out really well. It's turned into a great business. I've been doing some new things. I've got an affiliate program now, asbcash.com. Of course, the podcast, adultsitebrokertalk.com. And uh, we're just about to launch. I haven't officially launched it yet. I'm about to launch a free marketplace on my website, asbmarketplace.com. 
and it's going to be on ASPMarketplace.com as well as on my website. And with the marketplace, it's basically a home for uh, web properties that or, or domains, which I don't take many domains, um, only really good ones, only really, really valuable ones. And if somebody wants to like resell, resellsex.com, I'd be happy to do it. I saw, I um, saw you have internet.com listed. Yeah, yeah, that's a co that's a that's a co broker thing with uh, a friend and attorney friend of mine. I've got some pretty powerful contacts there, and but with the marketplace is for things that are lower value. I don't take any websites valued at less than fifty thousand um, dollars. If it's a total train wreck, I I tend to stay away because they're hard to sell. If something's just uh, going down the tubes, um, it just doesn't behoove me to get involved. Look, I want to help people, and that's why I'm doing the marketplace. There are some other companies that have marketplaces that they charge for, some mainstream, some adult. I don't know. It's not that hard to do. Why not just make it free? And I already have a lot of people coming to adult site brokers. So the way I look at it, it's just going to generate traffic for my site. And if it can help people get rid of their domains and their sites that are lower value, then have at it, you know? Um, so I look at it as a service to the adult community. Um, I try to make everything I do be a service, just like what you guys do as a service to, to, uh, to your community. It's something we're putting the finishing touches on right now. I'm very proud of it. So that's a very long answer to your very short question, (laughs) which you'll get probably a lot of those today. That's kind of what the questions are for. The idea is I talk less than whoever I'm interviewing. Hope so. Which has been a challenge because I am known Won't for be being the one who talks all the Won't time. Be. Won't <laughs> be with me. Trust me. So when it comes to adult site broker, what does a typical transaction look like? Like, how does it work? I understand mm-hmm. that there's a buyer and mm-hmm. a seller, right. but I assume, and mm-hmm. again, I'm coming at this with zero knowledge of how these okay. things are sold. Um, sure. I assume that there's more than just, I want money. I have money because these mm-hmm. are more complicated transactions. You're making I mean, if, you're you're making it sound like another type of transaction, actually. And I'm selling well, and, and I'm selling one of those sites now too. Um, <laughs> I saw that you have a, a high end escort, high end escort site, only high end, of course. But oh, it's, um, oh the, no, this this one is very high end. By the way, it's uh, it's actually kind of like the uh, Lamborghini of escort sites. It, it really is. But so. I mean, I assume because this is more complicated because in some cases you're selling like a company, not just mm-hmm. a dot com. You're not just mm-hmm. selling, right. you know, sex dot com or mm-hmm. I have boobs dot com. You're selling mm-hmm. an entire business. So mm-hmm. how does that process work? Can you kind of walk mm-hmm. us through like an sure. example? Sure. So um, I'll, in most cases, I hear from the seller first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the seller says, I've got this to sell. So I ask him some questions. Usually, how much profit did your site make in the last uh, three years? Plus, at this point, it would be so far this year. Mm-hmm. If it gets on in the year, I'll just say the last three years, including this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will give them a rough valuation based upon that. If it's not a monetized site, we'll base it on traffic and what the value of the traffic is. Okay, and I'll get some opinions from my from my traffic uh, uh, consultants on that because I'm not a traffic expert and I've never said I am. 
Okay. I try to surround myself with people who know what the hell they're talking about. And if there's something I don't work with every day, uh, I don't pretend I do. I will uh, come up with a rough valuation. Okay. At ballpark idea based on what they tell me. And if it sounds good to them, then the next step is for them to actually send me a profit and loss statement. And then I'll give them a firm valuation. Okay. And the profit and loss will be over the same period. If the valuation is acceptable, uh, we sign an agreement. Oh, and also before they send me the financials, I give them the option of doing an NDA, of yeah. course. Um, because agreement. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because the bottom line is, you know, I want them to feel comfortable giving me information. A lot of people just spill their information on the first email. It's like, <laughs> all right, all right, you're good. Um, <laughs> you, you, you trust me. I wouldn't trust, I wouldn't trust me, but, uh, you trust me. No, I mean, I trust me, but you know, if I were them, I, I'd be like, okay, who is this guy? But I think I've got a good reputation. I know I have a good reputation in the industry and I guess that's why people are just like, oh, here's my information. It's like, oh, okay. Then, uh, after the agreement is signed, uh, I ask for more information. I ask them basically to sell me on their website. Why would they buy a website like this? Give me some history. Uh, give me a description of what the website's all about or what the company's all about or what the affiliate program with all these websites is all about. I work that into a, a listing, which you see on my website and you also see uh, in my email blasts. So what we will do is we'll blast it out to our email list, which is, uh, you know, it's uh, around 13,000 people in our industry, past and, and present. Uh, it's hard to sometimes say who's still involved, but, you know, we've tried to whittle it down to, uh, to people who actually open them. And I pay, I pay a guy a very hefty sum to make sure we get delivered which I don't think anybody else is doing and this guy is not cheap okay he's he charges more than he should but anyway that's another story okay and then we we wait for people to inquire uh, along with doing the listing I'll usually contact some targeted prospects and I'll ask these people if they're interested uh, I've got a list of what types of uh, sites people are looking for. They're looking for dating. If they're looking for cams, who isn't looking for cams? If they're looking for membership sites, uh, boy, I can I can sell ten cam sites a day. It's it's crazy. There's so many people who want cams. People want clips. Nobody's selling. That's kind of the long and short of that. Um, once people inquire uh, with an if they're under NDA or will send me an NDA. Uh, I send them the information. Uh, if they're interested, they ask questions. Any questions I can answer, I answer. Sometimes they don't even read what I send them, but they still ask me the question, which is typical, right? And I'll ask the client any questions I can't answer. And uh, if everything goes well, they'll make an offer. Um, if the offer is acceptable to the seller, we will you know, consummate the deal which always goes through escrow, secure escrow, so everybody's safe. And that's, you know, once escrow closes, uh, the uh, the buyer gets uh, what they paid for and the, the seller, uh, you know, has transferred it to escrow and they get their money and everybody's happy and Bruce gets paid. Now, as far as the other way it happens sometimes, um, we have, we can also act as a buyer's broker. So if somebody comes to me and says, I want campsites, I, I don't have any campsites at the moment. Okay. But if you'd like me to target 
a certain budget range, type of campsite, and on down the line, you can hire me as a buyer's broker for a certain percentage, okay, over and above the cost of the of the site. So then I will come up with a target list and start contacting people. Sometimes I have to do blind inquiries because I don't know everybody online. You know, I wish I did. Wish there was a resource to find out who all these people were. That's that's pretty much uh, the long and short of it, and that that's how the process works. And do you find that? I mean, this might be me hoping that the world is a different place than it is. But <laughs> do you find that sellers are ever interested in doing very much vetting on who the buyer is and whether sometimes. or not they have the experience, or is it like just straight up a financial yeah. thing? Yeah. Sometimes, look. To a lot of these people, especially those who have had sites for a long time, Mm -hmm. this isn't only their business, it's their baby. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people are really interested in who's buying it, and they want to make sure that they're going to be able to continue to be successful. There's a lot of them, really a high percentage, they care about their users, Mm -hmm. okay? And they want their users to continue to be serviced. Mm -hmm. Um. And in some cases, they just want out. You know, I've got one. I got one seller right now, and oh my god, they just want out. You know, and uh, you know, it's it's just one of those situations. Um, it happens. You know, sometimes people just have gone past their tolerance for a certain business and and want to get the hell out, and uh, it, it gets past that point. Um, now. Uh, they also sometimes want to vet the buyers in terms of uh, uh, if they have the money. Well, Be- obviously that. Yeah, because sometimes, okay, sometimes uh, there will be deals where there's uh, where there's installments. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's one situation. Okay, in those cases, the actual uh, domain and other. Uh, portions of the property stay in escrow until the final payment's made, so the seller is secure. But sometimes it seems like buyers are trying to kind of bullshit you, and for whatever reason, I don't know why they're wasting their time and my time and the seller's time, but I've got one such situation right now where I'm starting to wonder... uh, I'm kind of starting to wonder if the guy's uh, crazy. But anyway, that's another story. (laughs) I know that when sales happen, different provisions are written into contracts and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, Mm. Is it common or have you seen for Mm. platforms where there are performers involved, whether it's a cam site or a clip site or Mm. maybe a studio? Right. Is communication with performers... Has have you ever seen that included in a contract? Like you know, that there would be some sort of transition that performers would be made aware of. No. Shocking. In in most <laughs> in most cases in most cases there is not a public announcement of a change of uh, no, ownership um, for and- ma- for many for many reasons. Okay, one they don't want to lose affiliates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, sometimes they're afraid of losing vendors, mm-hmm. and in the and in the case of of a of a cam or a clip site, sometimes they're afraid of losing performers. Okay, 
And you would hope that the platform will be run equally as well. In fact, in a lot of cases, the previous owner stays on to mm-hmm. to help with that transition for a period of time. Yeah. You know? How often do platforms change hands without performers knowing? A lot. I mean, are well, you talking like kind of 10 platforms a year or? What kind of platforms are we talking well, about? Well, so anything where there would be performers who are uploading content. So mm. um, like a cam site or like clips for sale was sold and yeah. uh, it I required pra- it required practically holding Neil at gunpoint during a live studio catch up thing for him to admit it. Yeah, um, I'm still, I'm still pissed I, at him. I, I'm still I pissed was, at him. I'm still pissed at him for not, for not broke, helping him. I was he, the broke person his who broker, essentially but, held him up and disrupted yeah. the entire thing because yeah. people wanted to know and it was important, yeah. especially yeah. because Pornhub yeah. had just lost payment processing and we were yeah, all sitting there going, yeah. wait, but now what's this rumor? And we've yeah. recently had, fairly recently had two Skype listing platforms change. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them went to was um, Cam Model Directory, which of course went to Sky Private, which was already a very well known Cam Model Directory went to Sky Private. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so see, and models found out kind of That's through the rumor mill, and Sky Private did eventually confirm it. But mm. you know, models were saying, "Wait, how come we didn't know about this?" I mean, oh, okay, it's gone to Sky Private, which is a company yeah. we know. But what no, because I no, because I know the owner. I know I know the owners of each, and I was I was involved with a previous transaction with uh, CMD. But uh, and that, I mean, the running of mm. that has stayed pretty much the same. Um, oh, Alex! Alex is fantastic. Yeah, okay. Sky Private. I he's a he's a former marketing client of mine, so I know I've, Alex uh, very. I know Alex very well. We've hung out. We've we dined together, and uh, we've we've uh, yeah. So I mean, Alex you unfortunately did. knows me fairly well because I used to shit talk Sky Private a lot, uh, and still would if we had a live podcast. Basically, there is not a single company that I have not shit talked back when we had a live podcast. Yeah, I would have a beer and go on there and be like, "Here are my complaints. Oh, I sure. have a very small platform. I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about them." Well, then we found out that some of them actually watch the podcast. Mm. No, well, a lot of them never made changes based on what I said, but they knew well, that people had a problem. But we well, also then well, had- there's well, there's you know, look, I mean. I look at Sky Private as a very solid, good company. People and are I've, pretty happy. I, I, I know, I know it. From, I know it from the inside and out. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine, based on where I knew it was and where it is now, um, that it probably improved the situation for a lot of people. They people were pretty pleased to see them. Um, a company like that by cam model directory, because they're also very mm-hmm. responsive. They have a discord channel mm-hmm. where they've constantly got their support people in there. And it's yep. absolutely fantastic. It's yep. one of, one of the few sites where you can quickly get an answer from support. Um, I'm but, not surprised uh, because the, cause I know the owner and I know a number of their top people and they're very dedicated. Mm-hmm. No, they're pretty great. Um, but then we have situations like uh, live mm-hmm. cam model shows, which also recently yeah. sold mm-hmm. and it was, Let's well, be I honest. I don't. I don't know that one. Oh, know that one. it w- it was a dumpster fire. The owner had disappeared. People hadn't been mm. paid. Oh, wow. Then suddenly it was announced that the site was be what had been sold. 
I've gone back and forth with the new owner trying to get some kind of statement or announcement mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, and it was announced mm-hmm. on some forums, but then mm-hmm. on other forums, people were saying it wasn't true. And, you know, and in situations like that, it's really frustrating and difficult to be a performer because, you know, things have been sold, but you can't get an answer. You And honestly, as performers, we protect our personal information mm-hmm. extremely carefully. Sure. And when we find out that the company's just been sold, typically it's a bit of a panic moment because we don't know who that buyer is. We don't know if they have experience in adult. We yeah. don't if they're aware how incredibly sensitive the information they have is. Right, right. Um, sure. I mean, if you look at the data breaches um, that have yeah. happened to many major adult sites, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things is has our identities as models have that has that been compromised yeah yeah that's a problem that's definitely definitely a problem yeah as someone who shoots content with other models i mean the most valuable thing and you always have that moment of fear with another Mm -hmm. performer handing them your driver's license yeah and giving them your address and your you know you have to write all that stuff down right and but you uh, know but you know but you know what data breaches have happened to the biggest companies they've oh, had no, they've, they've happened to the government i mean i don't know, know if there's i don't i don't know if is, i don't know if yeah i don't know if a change of ownership is necessarily going to make that more or less likely to be completely honest with you based on what i know and when these platforms are sold mm-hmm. is it usually done as you're kind of handed the keys and you walk into the office the next day and you keep yep. the staff like um i mean i don't know a lot how selling a company works okay 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 to be honest i'll 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 address that in most cases people want to buy a successful business and a big part of that successful business is the staff Mm -hmm. so from what i know one of the questions the buyer usually asks is will the staff stay on Mm what happens after that, I mean, long after that, um, yeah, I that's... don't, I don't hear, but I, I can pretty much assure people that in, I'd say ninety to ninety-five percent of the cases, the staff stays on. Now, in some cases, okay, what you'll find is if it's like a big company, there's some duplication, mm-hmm. and in those, in those cases, you know, like when Gamma buys pay sites, well. You know they're going to keep the vital people to the operation of the website, but uh, you know, I mean, if there's duplication with their with their corporate office, then I wouldn't expect them to keep those people on. You know, it's just the way it goes. That's that's business. Changing gears for a minute here. <laughs> so, if you're a performer and you're trying to create a business that can eventually be sold on. Mm-hmm. whether it's a pay site that has, I mean, part of me is asking this because I've started a pay site that I'm hoping to eventually transition to having it content from all other models as, mm-hmm. you know, I get older and begin to transition into semi-retirement and then eventually mm-hmm. retirement. Sure. Um, what are things you can do as a performer when you are setting things up to be eventually in a better position to sell on your business down the yeah, road. Yeah. What are things you can do from the start mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what should you be keeping in mm-hmm. mind in terms of building well, value in that business? 
make sure that the the look and feel of the website is quality. Mm-hmm. Make sure the content is high quality. Mm-hmm. Make sure the technology you use is as high a quality as, as humanly possible, mm-hmm. which isn't that hard these days because you can do some great quality on, a, on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, make, uh, you know, make sh- you know, what you talked about, having other performers on, mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily need to be there afterwards. Yeah, is, well, I mean, selling good. katiechurchill.com does not have a lot of value because you need me there. And even if I had a pay site that was all me, I can't really – I could sell my own pay site, but there would be no new content, right? Correct. So, that would be difficult. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm talking more about, like, having a niche fetish site mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. with the eventual goal of yeah. 20 years from now. <laughs> yeah, all the, things, all the things I said, okay mm-hmm. – just make sure everything is quality. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you don't have expenses that drag down the value. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't make sure that your make sure that your hosting is both quality and cost efficient. Okay, same thing with your production. Same thing with uh, your, your your CMS. Every uh, every aspect of your site. Okay, should be high quality and also be cost effective Mm -hmm. and continually. And you've probably heard some of my uh, broker tips on uh, buying and selling websites, uh, which I'm going to start. I'm going to use those uh, in a blog series pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that, you know, you cover all those things. And if you do and if you're. Uh, you know, continually shop every year, check your expenses, mm-hmm. and go, well, can I do better on hosting? Okay. Now, don't cut the quality, especially yeah. if it's a streaming site, because if you cut the quality, people aren't going to wait for videos to open, and they're not, gonna, they're not going to take kindly to stops and starts and things like that. But look, the technology's never been better, okay, with, with 5G and gig internet. So just... High quality, low cost. High quality, low cost. High quality, low cost. Same with model cost. Same with everything. Okay? Um, Just work and continually manage your business like a business. So too many people in our industry, and you hear this a lot from attorneys at at seminars and shows, too many people in our industry don't look at this as a business. They look at it as, I don't know what they look at it as. But they, but they don't look at it as a business. Mm-hmm. Everything should be looked at as a business. And what about um, performers who host their um, sites and things through platforms like Model Centro? Mm-hmm. Is that, have you, are sites like that able to be sold or do you really need to be on a standalone? Like a channel on model central or a, yeah, or, so a, or, or a channel or a channel on clips for sale or a channel yeah, on like only fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could sell it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You should be able to sell it, but you're not going to be around to produce more content. So that's no, obviously make it not, more difficult. Might make yeah. it more difficult, might make it more difficult, but you're going to have to check your terms and conditions. Uh, on your on your particular platforms and see if it can be sold. You might want to have your attorney look at that because it's probably pretty complex. And you know, I've gotten pretty good at reading legal stuff, but uh, it just makes me blurry eyed and want to drink. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean it. It can be sold as long as it's not expressly uh, prohibited by the platform. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I OnlyFans expressly forbids it. I don't know about clips for Sailor Model Centro, but I just know okay. somebody. Okay, let me call Leo and to get get on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I yeah, I I don't know about the other ones. I just know that someone asked me once if you could sell your clips for sale, and I was like, I legitimately have no idea. <laughs> well, I've <laughs> I've I have sold websites. Mm-hmm that have had a clips for sale store and I've sold websites with a Pornhub premium store mm-hmm. and they've sold. So I guess the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And if the answer isn't yes, then we got trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. Okay. Oh no, I trust me. I won't. I've, I've already spent, <laughs> I've already spent the commission. Um, with your experience with brokering, my what? My what? Sorry, okay, experience. Oh yeah, go with ahead. your experience and skill. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with your experience and background with the adult industry, um, yeah. you do have some more slightly mainstream listings on your sites from time to time. You had a streaming service. You've got some kind yeah, of online gaming anymore. stuff in the past. Yeah. Um, have you now ever the- considered going fully mainstream? Yes, I have, but I haven't really pulled the trigger. I have websitebroker.co, but I decided to use that as an adjunct to adult site broker. And I use the domain for my mailers because the adult site broker domain was causing me to land in uh, mm-hmm. in spam folders. So it's been more valuable for that. Um I am, oh, I, I, I guess I'll throw another plug in there. Um, I just uh, launched onlinecasinobroker.com. So uh, this is a new, fairly new listing, this, uh, this casino. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've made some contacts in the industry through some, some very kind people uh, in our industry, uh, mainly, namely Andreas from the European Summit, or he calls it TES Affiliate Conferences now. I'll always know it as the as uh, as uh, the affiliate uh, or the um, yeah. the European Summit, and before that, the Barcelona Summit, mm-hmm. the art the artist previously known as, um, and and Andreas uh, turned me on to a contact of his uh, that's involved in the uh, in the gaming uh, space with the with the summits, and uh, through daily conversations with this kid who's just. He's fantastic, man. I want to. I want to. Well, I won't tell you what I'm what I'm thinking about doing. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, he's just been fantastic, and it, it made me want to uh, want to get into that space. So, so what keeps you an adult then? Uh, the people. Um, it kept me in it for a long time before I made much money. Okay, mm-hmm. because you know you're you're an overnight sensation. Uh, when you've been around for 15 years, you know, like I said, the, the, the marketing, you know, the, the, uh, pay sites didn't go that great. I'll be the first to, to own up to it. I made all the mistakes and I learned from the mistakes because I learned from the mistakes that makes me a good consultant. And I know the top people in the industry, you know, I know the people who have the top, uh, companies and the top pay sites and I pick their brains constantly. Uh, and then recently, I've seen a lot of success with Adult Site Broker, and I feel very, very gratified. And it just shows me that hard work does pay off. And I guess that's not uh, that's not a uh, not not just a platitude. 
Um, but the people in this industry are the best. Uh, they're my family. Uh, the biggest loss for me during the pandemic was not being able to see my friends and give them a hug. And uh, in terms of the ladies, give them a kiss. Or some of the guys, I give them a kiss. You know, I mean, it's it's family, right? Um, and uh, I don't know how much of that we're going to lose when, you know, post-pandemic um, with all of our friends, really. But um, I love the shows just because I get to see everyone. It's just not the same doing virtual shows. Uh, virtual shows are nice for now. But let's face it, physical shows are where it's at. That's I've really missed that. So that's what keeps me in the industry. And long after I need to work, it'll keep me in the industry. I'm 63. I don't want to work forever, but I don't really feel like I work now. Well, mm-hmm. lately, lately I've been working pretty hard because I got a lot of I got a lot of I got a lot of new projects and there's a lot on my plate. So, if the people are your favorite part about the adult industry, what is yes. your least favorite part? Scammers. I mean, my least favorite part is a very small percentage of the people mm-hmm. that I've had where where doing business was not pleasant, was not mm-hmm. fun. There are some people that are just really hard in this business. And I just, those people, well, those people I refuse to deal with. I can pick who I, who I do business with. I'm not going to do business with somebody if they're just a total asshole. Mm-hmm. I, I, I refuse. Um, and I can pick and choose my clients. And I do. Okay. I do. And fortunately, uh, they're, they're finding me. And most of the people I deal with are fabulous, and they appreciate it, and they write me nice testimonials, which which you'll see on my web on my website on adultsitebroker.com. And the they keep coming in. I've got some I still need to add from recent deals, and so. But my least favorite part is scammers, and mm-hmm. the good news is they don't come along very often. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when they do, we run them out quick. People that I, I don't like. The part of the industry where people are doing illegal things, where they're pi- where they're pirating, and when they're fucking kids, and when they're putting uh, uh, they're putting kitty porn up or or animal porn or anything like that. But I don't really consider those people part of the industry because they're not okay. Mm-hmm. All they all they are are just are just scum that that happen to do things in porn and adult. And you know they they have no place in our industry because we're we we work in the legal part of the industry we work yeah. in the good good part of the industry and that's the only part of the industry I want to be in I don't want to mm-hmm. be in the illegal part so yeah. and the and the the other thing that I don't like is the fact that it seems like the entire outside world is trying to end our industry uh, from. Uh, your government, the Canadian government, to the to the U.S. government, to um, the uh, credit card companies, which I'm pretty convinced now, <clears throat> based on on the recent developments, that this industry within three to five years will will need an al- a complete alternative to credit cards. And I hope we I hope we just stop giving money to the credit card companies at some point soon. Because they're making too much money on us, and they're not treating us well enough. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this the, the onerous regu- regulation that they're putting on us. Um, oh it's, yeah, it's I... it's, un, it's uncalled for. Um, not to mention Nicholas Kristof of the New York Times, 
uh, you know, fuck him and uh, fuck the New York Times for running it. So, Bruce, you have a podcast, too. What led you? Yeah. What led you to start Adult Site Broker Talk? Well, I was on uh, a friend's podcast. He's a uh, mainstream broker. You might have heard of him. Empire Flippers. Okay. And uh, yeah, and he does this excellent podcast. And he asked me if I'd like to be on it uh, a few years ago. So I said, yeah, sure. So he wanted to know about, and he doesn't do adult. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to know about the adult industry and, you know, brokering sites in the adult industry and everything. And we had a fantastic talk. And I couldn't believe how many people heard it. And, I, you know, I still get a response from that. And to the point where after a year, I begged him to do another one. And finally, he did another one. And I've, I've reciprocated and have it, had him on. Um, but, uh, yeah, his name's Justin. And um, fellow Californian. And he lives in Vietnam with his Vietnamese wife. So we have a lot in common because I live here with my Thai wife. Um, You know, I could tell that his podcast was very popular. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, look, if I'm getting leads out of it, just think how many leads he's getting. Okay. And obviously, he's worked on it for a long time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so it takes time. And... Mine is starting to pick up, and I and you know how that goes. I'm yeah. starting to get more and more and more people listening, and it's fantastic. Um, so um, the the other reason I did it was I want to enlighten people about uh, best practices, what they should be doing with their websites, um, how to buy, how to sell. You know, um, I, I I give some. Um, uh, some things that are happening in the industry, especially through nonprofits like Pineapple Support and FSC and ASACP and ABC and NBC and CBS. No, none of those. Um, <laughs> so again, it comes back to being a service for the industry. Um, the other part, the other reason I did it was I'm a former radio guy. I was in radio for 21 years. Um, I used to uh, work at a radio station. I started out doing both on-air sports and uh, also um, sales. And the only reason they let me do uh, on-air was they wanted me for sales. And (laughs) I was, I will say, very good at it um, and stayed there for 21 years selling. I was only on-air there for a couple years. Prior to that, I worked, uh, did uh, what they call stringing for uh, networks like Oh God! Associated Press, Radio, uh, you know, uh, all those letters again. So, you know, CBS, NBC, uh, ABC. Um, uh, you know, uh, ES. I think ESPN was no. ESPN wasn't really too big at that time. Uh, although I did sit two seats from Chris Berman at the, uh, the Super Bowl in 1985 uh, at Stanford Stadium. Um, so. Anyway, uh, got to cover two Super Bowls, so that was fun. Nice. So I kept I kept my press pass. I forgot to tell the Forty ers that I wasn't uh, <laughs> I wasn't uh, in uh, the media anymore when I went to those Super Bowls, um, and that was a blast covering the forty covering the Forty ers dynasty of Joe Montana, Steve Young, uh, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, yeah. and a Ronnie Lodge. Gig. You know, it was fun. 
it was it was so, just a blast to be able to be on the sideline at the end of games, be at a couple Super Bowls, you know, be in locker rooms, you know, be at Candlestick in the locker room, and actually traveled for a couple of playoffs uh, and also uh, a couple Super Bowls. The one in New Orleans. Oh my God, I'm surprised I lived. So <laughs> because I had the on air. Uh, thing and I've got mm. the creative juices. I had no outlet for it. So the other thing that that Adult Site Broker Talk allows me to do is get that part out. Okay. And I'm actually talking to a friend who's a Dodger fan about a, a giant fan, Dodger fan uh, podcast. And he's he's a bit of a prick about the Dodgers, and I'm a bit of a prick about the Giants. So I think it would be fun, and <laughs> we'll talk about all of baseball. But uh, we're talking about doing that, and I think it would be a blast, and it, and it could do well. You know, it could mm-hmm. do very, it could do very well. So uh, we're talking. He's not talking to me right now because I told him I'm really not that fucking interested in his goddamn Dodgers who've only lost two games so far. So anyway. <laughs> So what else are you working on right now? I mean, you've listed mm-hmm. a ton of things as we've yeah. gone along, but we all, well, I, okay. I, I mean, uh, I'm always, it seems like I'm always working on things. Um, you know, I mentioned the, um, marketplace, asbmarketplace.com <clears throat> and all of this can be access, accessed on the, on adultsitebroker.com. Um, uh, ASB marketplace. I've got ASB cash, which is my, uh, affiliate program. ASBcash.com. Uh, we've installed some software uh, for affiliates, so we're going to be blasting out uh, version 2.0 soon um, for, because of uh, the changes we've made, and we've made it easier. It used to be, you know, introduce me by email, and I'll I'll give you uh, you know 10 to 20 percent depending on how many. Uh, of my commission, depending on on how many uh, leads you uh, successful leads you give me in th- every three months, but um, or is it six months? I don't I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, and I'm also working on something else in terms of a, a, a ASB club. One thing I've learned over the years is you can't get people in this industry anything for free. <laughs> um, you know, I contacted a lot of people and said, "Hey, you know, we want to offer offers and discounts for you," and We'll do it on our website. Yeah, I've gotten one company that is uh, that has re- responded favorably. So, God only knows. So maybe that'll happen someday. But you know, another service. Eh, just trying to continue to branch out and uh, you know have people know us and uh, know our clients. So cool. So thank you so much for coming to talk to us. You're welcome. Where can you be found? Are are you on social media? Does well, there's this, well, there's this, social media? Well there's, well, there's this corner in Pattaya that I hang out. <laughs> um, no, um, uh, adultsitebroker.com is the best. Um, on Twitter, it's, it's at adultb2b, the letter B, the number two, the letter B. Uh, LinkedIn, I don't even know what my LinkedIn uh, thing is, but you can search uh, search uh, adult site broker, and I'm pretty sure it'll come up. And screw Facebook, okay? So that's <laughs> and, we'll uh, put- and, and there's XBiz, and there's XBiz too. Uh, you you find me, you'll find me on XBiz uh, under adult site broker, um, uh, Bruce Friedman, adult site broker, and uh, that place in Pattaya where I hang out on the on the corner. And we'll put Bruce's links in the show notes for everybody. Uh, But you will have to go and investigate the corner on your own. We will not be providing Google Maps directions Ah, for that. It's a shame. It's near the beach. (laughs) 
<laughs> thank you so much again for coming, Bruce. Yeah. And always a pleasure. Is- to, always a pleasure to come. <laughs> In this industry, it's also financially rewarding. Indeed. And I'm Katie Churchill for webcamstartup.com, and this has been another WCSU interview. Bye. Bye.